This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, if you'd like to watch a video version of today's episode, head over to our Patreon, BCC The Other Side. And stay tuned to the end of the show, where we're going to shout out our most recent patrons. To subscribe to BCC The Other Side, go to patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host... Bryce Johnson. And our super producer... Riley Bray. And you know what, guys? If you're watching this over on the Patreon, you can see we've got an amazing guest uh, I, I, I'm going to bring him right in so he's not just sitting there doing nothing on camera. <laughs> oh. uh, guys, uh, let's give our returning guest a warm club scout salute. He is an actor. He's a podcaster. He's a comedic performer uh, from Action Boys and High and Mighty. It's John Gabris. Oh. Hi, boys. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to John- <laughs> collect. Does anyone call Does anyone yeah. Does anyone call you Johnny? Do you ever get called Johnny? My grandma called me Johnny, and my dad, whose name was John, called me Johnny oh. as well. Uh, oh. And he would always, you know, Johnny, Johnny, did you clean your robe? He sounded kind of like Trump with a cold. <laughs> Johnny. Um, was it I-E? Was it J-O-N-N-I-E? I don't know. That's a good question. I never really wrote it out phonetic. Uh, wrote it out, but I would assume <laughs> right. it would pro- I probably would have put J O N N Y. Yeah. Uh, I do remember. You just reminded me of. I wrote gonna G O N N A as a word in like an English essay in like fourth grade, <laughs> like a bunch of times. And if that's like not the most like lo- like the Long Island teachers are like, okay, well we have to nip this in the bud right now. <laughs> it's I, going to. I was like, I truly didn't know that. <laughs> I still, that's amazing. I still write like in like business emails like G O N N A. Like I'm gonna do this. I'll, uh, let me let me do that, and I'll be L E M M E. I'm like. 
I should be doing none of these things. I'm a, I'm a 42 year old man. I should like actually spell words. Us older millennials are brain broken by instant messenger, just as the young millennials are brain broken by emojis. We're so easy. It's like it's so easy just to type fast, and it's like just respond fast. Who cares how well it's spelled and spell check will catch it or it won't. And then I think the younger generation is just like. They're firing off. I well, I don't know shit about the younger generation. I'm just gonna back off, <laughs> even pretending. There was uh, there was a Superman comic uh, by Grant Morrison called All Star Superman, and he goes to the future where in in the future humans are only speaking like in shorthand text messaging. Like they're like IRL. They're like dropping out vowels. They're doing. They're like, like humanity is like evolved to just speak in that shorthand. It's like a, just all wildly long acronyms that have to be explained and then yes, people memorize yes. them and stuff. That shit's awesome. Uh, speaking of the internet, you little internet trolls, you do us a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. If you do, we might read it on the air, like this one, which really brought a, a smile to my heart. It says, greetings from Alabama by Hua84. Uh, hey, oh. guys. Just wanted to tell you all how much I love the show. I'm a mailman here in South Alabama, and I listen while working my route. Uh, the looks I get from people who hear you guys over my Bluetooth speaker are downright hilarious. Keep up the great work <laughs> and never forget, nothing is impossible. Take care, guys. Five stars. Love it. Awesome. Hua. Yeah. Hua. I love That's to amazing. think of us being yeah being listened to in a mail truck. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing great, our part. You know? yeah. We're doing our part to alienate the customers of the mail. <laughs> That's, all you, That's all you can really ask for. Yeah. I mean, this is what a breath of fresh air if your mailman pulls up and you overhear like, so the Mothman is actually the one behind this. Oh You're like, God. whoa, that'd be so sick. <laughs> we have Just a mailman. Bryce. We have a Bryce local convincing FedEx someone guy. that skunk cake. Skunky oh, lips. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We we have a FedEx guy who cranks classic rock nonstop, and he like you know those FedEx things don't have doors on them. They just like stop and jump out, you know. So like every once in a while, it's like someone dropping a boombox off on the street that's playing like Credence Clearwater Revival or something. <laughs> that's amazing. And it this kind of rocks. Yeah. yeah. This is why I feel like uh, in cars, people. Uh, well, at least I've switched yeah, exactly. over to pot. I've switched over to podcasts because, I mean, even if you're like into a, a rock genre like classic rock, it's like once you've heard it, once you've heard the radio's catalog, it's just on repeat. So there's really nothing new you can get out of it. Uh, I don't know. At least that's for me. Why I, I I stopped listening to a lot of music a long time ago. This and... is our new segment. Old man yells at radio, <laughs> and I so that radio it just it plays that same song over and over, and I don't like. I know that song. I, I just gave like up the talk stations. You know, <laughs> I gave up music. I only listen to leadership audiobooks. <laughs> oh my god, that could drive you just as mad. I'm trying to to learn how to get my children to listen. Listen to me. <laughs> I just oh, want the respect of my children. God. Is that too much? Uh, Gabrus, uh, you had, uh, we're recording this the day after 420. You had a 420 special last night. 
Uh, thank you for being here and agreeing to appear on camera. Uh, for those of you who are uh, our Patreon listeners, you can be watching this episode right now. Uh, you look, you oh, look remarkably Luck, good. Lucky Patreon listeners. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Look at these, these <laughs> four white, pale, doughy man faces. There's We're no dead. weed hangover. He should be. There's no weed yeah. hangover. You know, I you're feel fine. fucking great. I will say, yeah. I think I had like. Because I did consume more than I have consumed in this quarantine, and my mm. tolerance is skyrocketing throughout the quarantine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but last night I did a lot, and I woke up this morning, and I had big plans to ride the Peloton and all that other L.A. bullshit, and it just never came around to happening. As a matter of fact, munchies kicked in like before we started recording, and I was like, <laughs> babe, I'm going to order a shit ton of food to arrive at this time. She was like, okay. I was like, yes. I'm like, I'm like on a delay i'm like you know i'm like on the sunday after a bachelor party where you're like all right it's all caught up i need I've everything i can get i've never told this story but i'm going to tell it now about how i met my weed dealer at club bryce so it was it was 420 it was 420 and uh me and my my good friend johnny our girls had come down from my now my wife came down from canada and we were all big smokers at the time so when I got back to the apartment, there was like green balloons everywhere. I mean, they had they rented a fucking helium tank and they had a <laughs> weed ball. They had a fucking where they just rolled weed into a ball. And it was like, I mean, we were just and so we knew this guy right next door. I'm sure probably a lot of people might know him, but anyway, I I we were like, I think that guy deals weed. And then so they left a fucking green balloon and it had like a cutout weed leaf at the bottom at his doorstep. <laughs> Like a few minutes later, knock, knock, knock. He's like, brought over a bowl, 420. You guys want to smoke it? And then that started a fucking beautiful relationship with our, <laughs> with our next door weed dealer. All I had to do was literally walk five steps, knock, 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 and, uh, and grab a bag. Well, but well, what I don't understand is you threw a 420 party without any weed? No, like we had the, plenty of weed. We oh, had, okay. we had, we weed had our own weed. Yeah, we okay. had a fucking weed ball. I was confused. Uh, but no, we knew this guy. We knew this guy was also a big uh, a big stoner, so we left him a green balloon at his doorstep, knocked, and then and then walked away. You know. Yeah, it's like the weed but, bat signal. Like, yeah, it's the weed bat signal. Yeah. Out to him. yeah. Welcome to weed ball tryouts. I'm your coach. <laughs> <laughs> I got in a drunk driving accident. And I've been forced to coach you. <laughs> Group of ragtag oh, weed ball God. players. All the this way to the, the championship. <laughs> this is the night we're going to get so high we'll never be able to listen to the radio again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that! What a way to kill a bit. What a way to just <laughs> just, step mean, right. just step just on a smash bit. it into the ground. <laughs> this is like the fucking like I had a commercial audition where I had to like improvise with somebody on Zoom, and it was this, and yeah. it was just like no, uh, 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 no, uh, uh, you go you first. Mean, no, uh, no. <laughs> my agent was like, "How'd it go?" I was like, "Did not get it. Definitely did not get that one." Uh. I watched I say, I w- Zoom commercial auditions have one thing in their favor is that when they're like, it's going to be about 30 minutes, you're like, okay, m- mute, shut camera off, eat meatball sub, or <laughs> turn on PlayStation. Like, it's so per- like rather than being like, I guess I'm driving to Santa Monica at 3 30 on oh. a Friday to say, mm-hmm. well, when I put my foot in a bag, it better be a Jansport or whatever. And it's like, this shit doesn't work at all. And I'm like, I six hour port, uh, travel day, and then instead it's like doing it at home. I'm like, 
smoking a joint off camera, just being like, okay, yeah, hi, I'm the guy. No, I didn't get it. No shit, I didn't. I never do. At least I didn't have to leave my fucking house. I like that you're auditioning Seriously. for a foot fetishist who puts his feet in uh, like teenage girls' backpacks. Yeah, that's progressive it's advertising. It's non-union, but it pays very well. And I don't, I've don't i never even seen it. I don't know where it runs. Yeah. <laughs> I keep getting stopped at shoe stores and stuff. People recognize my feet, but you know, uh, I don't know what that I, uh, means I, I didn't get high. I had no weed last night, but I watched all three parts of the new Sasquatch documentary on Hulu. Same oh, difference. wow. You, you crushed through it, huh? I went... I went right through it. At one point, I was like, I need to go get some weed. I haven't smoked in months, and there's like a shop just, just around the corner from me. So I, 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 I got in the car. I drove around. There was, they were five minutes still closing, and of course, it's 420. There's a line still all the way down the block, and I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Fuck it. I'm going oh, wow. you three You episodes. attempted it then. I did. I, drove, I, drove, I did a drive-by, and there was nothing. I was like, you, what, what idiot waits until like 10 o'clock on 420? Like, what lane? Yeah. Yeah. Single divorced father. Like, yeah. My son I'm- wanted weed for 420. What day is it? <laughs> Last year I so got a- I- fireworks on July 5th and he never spoke to me. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. he's his tolerance is high in quarantine and he won't get the munchies until Friday. So I got oh time. God. Gotta get the tater tots in the oven now. <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was that one scene where that dude was just pulled that weed nugget out of the jar and started rolling it up. And I was just like, oh, I'm on the wagon. And whenever I see something like like a like a real character and then just who makes a character out of like a drug or alcohol, it just makes me salivate. Like when a guy's in like a lonely bar with a glass of scotch, I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. That looks so romantic. I used to not be able to watch HBO's High Maintenance without blazing, and I would have to, like, back in the day, pre-quarantine, I wouldn't smoke weed uh, on Monday through Wednesday. So I'd be like, I can't watch High Maintenance until Thursday, or if I don't watch it that Sunday night. It was very hard on me. Sasquatch is like, come for Bigfoot, stay for, like, the dark uh, cannabis industry that's happening in, in, like, Humboldt uh, and Mendocino County. Yeah, Yeah, it's Mountain. Hardcore, dude. Um, but uh, I still recommend it. If you haven't watched it yet, check it out. Because um, it's, you know, there's some good Bob Gimlin's in it. You got some good Bigfoot stuff in there. And I think they do a good job of, like, laying down the the mythology for the people who are watching this. And be like, oh, really? Really? You know, so they do kind of a good job with that. But uh, it's definitely more good. of a true crime uh, cannabis uh, story than it is a Bigfoot story. But check it out. Um, all right, guys, we got Gabers here. We're going to get into some listener files, but before we do that, Riley, I've brought in some, I don't know exactly how we do this with video, but, uh, hum it for us, baby. (laughs) BCC Nailed it. That was perfect, I think. Oh, I think I said C like three times. So I don't know if you guys saw this uh, listening at home or or watching this, but uh, this 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 story uh, caught my attention this week. And if you're listening next week, it's probably a little bit of yesterday's news. But we have to discuss this. A Florida woman says a baby dinosaur was caught on surveillance video running through her yard. 
Uh, now, if you're listening to this, I'm going to put up a link to the YouTube video uh, in the show notes so you'll be able to check this out for yourself. But this is in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm getting this from WYFF Channel 4 News, NBC affiliate. Palm Coast, Florida. Is Jurassic Park closer to reality than we think? A Florida woman might have proof that of that. Christina Ryan told WOFL-TV that she caught a glimpse of a baby dinosaur running through her yard on a home security camera. Now, maybe I've watched Jurassic Park too many times, but I see a raptor or some other small dinosaur, she told the TV station. People who have seen the video have various theories about what the animal may be. Perhaps a bird, a lizard, or a dog dragging a leash? It's more likely than uh, that whatever it is will remain a mystery. Um, I've sent this video to you guys. I get what she's seeing, but I don't know. Gabrus, has life found a way? <laughs> I I don't know if the uh, dinosaur jizz frozen in amber uh, <laughs> uh, was able to be uh, thawed in time to make this little uh, critter. It really, it's it's very hard to tell what I'm looking at in the video. And also, does the audio seem fake? Does the audio oh, seem I, like added in post? I had, maybe I turned it down. Does it, does it? Do you hear like Jeff Goldblum being like, "Now that's a big pile of shit." <laughs> yeah. You literally, it, it goes like as it runs by, and it feels like. What's the <laughs> ring camera's microphone pickup and like the, uh, but so it felt like someone was trying to judge it in the direction of dinosaur. But I also, mm. it did. It was, and everyone's like, it's probably just like a crazy wild bird. It's like, okay, that's also really fucking cool and yeah. crazy. <laughs> so that, like, that's like, <laughs> I that's think a that is video. a dinosaur. I think yeah, a, a, exactly. crazy, a wild crazy bird is basically a dinosaur. 100%. I mean, it's a green, grainy video. It's running away from the camera. It's really fast. It does look like it has a tail like a dinosaur, but I, and it looks like it's running on two legs. Of course, <laughs> like uh, I think I, I read that um, Universal Studios Orlando got really cheeky and they're like, oh boy, one of our dinosaurs is on the loose. You know, they're like <laughs> jumping. It. They like retweeted it. Um, oh boy, but, one of our dinosaurs on the loose, but don't worry, he had a negative COVID test before entering the park, so everything <laughs> should be okay. Get your tickets now. <laughs> We're in the Jurassic bubble. It should be fine. Bryce, I don't know. You're you're into these videos. What do you think? What was your what was your th- thought? Well, look, it would. I mean, dude. I mean, it looked strange and out of place. This is definitely the time of high strangeness, right? And in the age of people with their ring cameras and their security cameras running on a 24-hour feed. I mean, why shouldn't we be capturing more of these uh, cryptid creatures or these creatures from the underworld if, in fact, they do exist? I don't <laughs> the know. The dinosaur from hell. Yeah. I mean, have you guys ever heard of the Fresno Night, night Walkers? And, uh, oh, yeah. And, and then there was that one video of that, like, Dobby-like creature that looks kind of yeah. like a puppet. It was... Yeah, I you know what everybody was pretty skeptical about that video, but they there was a news station that went to that lady's house and interviewed her and her son. You know, see, and, and, uh, Gabriel, see if you can Google Dobby walks down driveway. It's another I know, ring video. I, I know that. I know that <laughs> you one. Know that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's the kid. I think it's the kid with like a pair of underwear on his head. Yeah, like, that's what the journalist. Down the driveway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe this is that same kid. <laughs> this kid, this underwear dinosaur. off that kid's head for fuck's sake! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this kid keeps getting underwear on his head. 
You know, there's also like, you know, when like a raccoon gets like a fucking milk jug stuck on its head, it could be something <laughs> weird like that, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised there's not more like ring pranking of just like dress up like a Bigfoot and just walk up to somebody's front door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Well, uh, somebody's. I think both of you guys know where Bryce lives, and that might be. You might activate some of the forget listener stories. <laughs> We're like, we have a really slow week. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, We're going to scare the <laughs> shit out of Bryce. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, all right, guys, we're going to dig into the listener files. Uh, if you have a, a paranormal story you want to share with us, you saw some weird lights, you saw a baby dinosaur, um, you you looked through Bryce's windows, uh, write to us at uh, BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. Like these fine listeners, and and we'll read your stories. Uh, Bryce, why don't you kick us off tonight? Yeah. Give us the title of the email, and then and then dive in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so I want to get up, snuggle up to the old mic here. Uh, abduction. Or paralysis. Hey, Bigfoot boys. I love the show, and I've been a devoted listener since Michael and Bryce were guests on Ask Eliza Anything. Uh, I want to preface my story with a little info. On several occasions, I have had small premonitions in my dreams of things that happened the next day. Usually, just a minute or two of a conversation I'm having, a visual of walking into a room and seeing items arranged in a certain way, or specific background noises... Since I noticed this happening, it has made me more anxious and attentive when I have strange but realistic dreams. Two nights ago, I dreamed the following. I received a notification on my phone that I was excited about and was realistic enough that I thought it was reality. I was in a friend's old high school cafeteria as their guest at a reunion. It was brightly lit and I was seated at a table with about four other people. I excused myself to go to the restroom nearby. As I opened the door to the restroom, it suddenly became a long, dark hallway. All chatter from the room behind me was instantly cut off, and I could see the restroom door was now at the end of this silent hall. As I still needed to go, I began walking towards the door. This is not something I would normally do. I'm kind of a coward and scared of the dark. Nearing the middle of the hall, it seemed to stretch in both directions, pulling both doors further from me. My vision began to blur, and I felt dizzy. I could feel myself falling in slow motion, but I never hit the ground. I tried to focus and felt that my body was at a 60-degree angle and was spinning in a slow circle. I blinked to try and clear my vision so I could catch myself when I could see again. I could see that I was now at a 30-degree angle, at least five feet off the ground and rising. I can't believe he's able to do all this math in the middle of... Panic set in as I realized this had to be more than my mind playing tricks on me. I heard a whisper, Holly, are you okay? I snapped awake in my bed with my boyfriend right next to me. He told me I had been sleeping peacefully but suddenly began hyperventilating. I know it doesn't seem like much, but I can't help but think of alien abduction stories where the abductees seem to be pulled from their bodies. 
Let me know what you guys think. I always love hearing your take on these things. Wishing you all the best. Holly. Wow. Wow. Shit. Dude. That's Game pretty Bruce. interesting. What do you think? Were they abducted or was it a case of sleep paralysis? Oof. I don't know. You know, oh, you know me. You're muted. Oh. You're muted, my man. Yeah, sorry, I, I farted during the story. And I, uh, <laughs> so you guys didn't hear it, but maybe if yeah. uh, Riley ends up using my uh, my uh, my Zoom mic, might have There's picked a little it Easter up. egg there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. like Bryce, quite literally. Uh, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce did that to me a couple weeks ago. It was enjoyable. <laughs> uh, but you know me; I always come at this from the approach of like I'm like so a believer in the power of the mind that like it it's i need like uh, uh close encounters of the zeroth kind no mm. uh <laughs> i i just i i think anything's possible once you're asleep the brain is just so fucking crazy and like uh retro like memories can be so fu- but at the same time what the fuck yeah or like they got up and their brain blinked in a way that we don't understand yet or between like anything's possible. Uh, but it doesn't feel, does it feel like a classic like uh, abduction? It doesn't feel like a lot. Of Not to hits. me. Yeah. No, this is, it's weird. This almost feels like just a really crazy nightmare or like a sleep paralysis situation where like, do you guys ever have that feeling of like you're dreaming and then something else interrupts the dream and like takes control like there's almost like in a, a like a dream demon that that comes in and like throws off the entire thing it almost feels mm. like there was like some weird interruption there but it's hard to tell when someone's dreaming who who the fuck knows you know what i mean right yeah. right right and also the world I... in between dreaming and not dreaming once that's kicked off is ve- uh, you know that line gets blurry too once yeah you're just you could just be flushed down the astral plane i do like that symbolically uh, Holly was stuck between two doors, so maybe, yeah. maybe uh, they were stuck. She was stuck between like two worlds. How about that? Like, well, I guess in- I, the real question here is: is does she have access to the future through her dreams? And if so, then 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 why not? You know, I mean, listen, we know just about as much as dreaming as we do about the mind or consciousness. We don't know a lot about it. And uh, the implications of of some of the things that are capable inside the dream world are pretty astounding. You know, that's why you that's why you wake up right before you hit the pavement if you're falling, because if you experienced a real death within your dreams and you stayed in that moment, you could certainly have some type of a stroke or heart palpitation or even a even a heart attack itself. So, I mean, there's real implications uh, that transfer over from the dream world into our into our waking state. Fuck yes, <laughs> that was that was the con- conceit of a of a, a a movie I did in college that a buddy of mine directed. It was like if you die in your dream, you die in real life, dude. You're gonna yeah. die. So you That's don't Freddy's die in your dream. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you know? bitch. <laughs> so there was there was this great experiment done at a lucid dreaming conference, and I read about it in Stephen LeBerge's book about lucid dreaming. He was a, a stand, I think Stanford researcher who, one of the foremost frontier research researchers into lucid dreaming. Anyway. At the conference, it was for lucid dreamers, and they ran this experiment where there was this mysterious box on stage, and the presenter was like, there is an object inside this box. Tonight when you go to dream, I want you to visit this stage 
in your dream, open this box and peek as to what is inside this box. Tomorrow we'll meet back here in the same auditorium and we will all write down what we saw. Well, strangely enough, a high percentage, almost 70% of the people reported what was in the, those who had successful lucid dreams, uh, reported what was actually inside the box. So they were able to visit that box, open it up in their dream world and see what was really inside the box. It was Gabers' so, uh, fart. Yeah, I sealed it a generation ago. <laughs> it was the only way to stop the quickening, McLeod. <laughs> that, that's a good movie. A guy who has to send his farts back in time so that, yeah. so he's never like caught. It's the only that's part the... of him that can time travel is yes. his farts. And he has like. That's not a good movie. <laughs> he tries yes, to is. fart in Hitler's bunker. Yeah. He's like plotting when and where he's yeah. going to do it. I got more farts in Hitler's bunker. We're trying uh... everything we here. <laughs> Can the farts wear a costume? <laughs> no, it's just it's just a no, vapor. It's, it's just, just a, a nah, it's just a fart. It doesn't. Can do it anything. talk? Can the fart talk? No, no, <laughs> it's just a fart. It's only one thing it can do is go back in time. What was in the box? I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> he didn't have the dream. Huh? He didn't, I didn't have the dream. He didn't have the dream power. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for your letter, Holly. Uh, Gabers, what do you got there? First letter I sent you over there. Oh, yeah. This one has an Action Boys title. That's why I wanted you to read it. Oh, fuck, yeah. You'd be surprised how many emails I got from you guys about this podcast just this evening. Oh, but hold on. Here we go. Oh, dude, yeah, this is the one. This is a tattoo I want to get. The Shadow Man Ninja, or Shadowman Ninja, in case it's someone's (laughs) name. I haven't read this. It could be Shadowman. Hi, I'm Dr. Levi Shadowman, and I'm the Shadowman Ninja. (laughs) Hey, Mike, Bryce, and Riley, and guest. I recently came over to your podcast (laughs) after hearing Henry Z, big Henry Zabrowski from last podcast on the left on it, and fell in love. Great guy, good friend. After much debate, I finally decided to shoot you my most vivid and terrifying paranormal encounter. (laughs) This takes place when I was a freshman in college at Cal State Monterey Bay, which was on the former site of Fort Ord in Seaside, California. I happened to score a solo dorm room, which only shared a bathroom with my neighbors. Our dorm rooms were actually converted barracks from the former military site. After a long night of studying, I locked my side of the bathroom and got into bed. I must have dozed off for a bit because I awoke with a start and looked towards my front door. What I saw was a shadow standing in a space in between the front door and the bathroom door. In between doors. As my eye adjusted to the darkness, I noticed that the shadow was slightly swaying back and forth. Just as that, though, registered, the shadow moved towards the wall on its right, my forward left, and began to creep along it, almost like a ninja. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Someone had broken into my room and was coming towards me. I quickly came up with a plan. Once the person made it to the end of the wall and bumped into my bike, I kept it in my room for safety. I would grab my bat from underneath my bed and fight back. As I tried to repair myself, the unexpected happened. The person reached my bike, but instead of knocking it over... It went right through it. My jaw dropped, and I pushed myself further into my headboard and pulled my covers up to my chin. The shadow then glided towards my bedpost, reached out to appendages, I guess, and leaned over towards me. I quickly shut my eyes and prayed for it to go away. I then opened my eyes, and to my shock, it was gone. 
I sprang out of bed and turned on the lights. I checked all my windows and doors, which were all indeed still locked. Not really knowing what to do, I sat back down on my bed. Not more than two minutes passed before the sound of shuffling papers started, but I couldn't pinpoint where the noise was coming from. I tried to go back to bed, but it just wasn't going to happen. I decided to spend the rest of the night in our building common area. After that night, I never saw the shadow man in that room again. But pretty often, the sounds of shuffling paper would come at the early hours of the morning. Wait, hold on. This is crazy. I have other terrifying stories, so let me know if I'm welcome to send them. Thanks for doing all you guys do. Respectively... Now, listen to this guy's name. It sounds like almost this person's name. It almost sounds like a fake name that they were trying to combine the host of this podcast name. Bryson J. Breedlove. It's, <laughs> it's got Bryson it, and it's an alliterative like Mike's. Like Michael. Yeah. So it like really Dude. jumps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Bryson J. Breedlove sounds like if you're like, you guys know uh, Bigfoot Collection. It's, uh, what's the guy's host? Bryson, <laughs> oh, you know, Bryson. Breedlove or some shit? <laughs> we, we form, when all three of us merge together, we form Bryson J. Breedlove. That's, our, <laughs> that's like our mecca. That's our. That's yeah, our, that's your uh, Voltron of crypto. Yeah, cryptozoology yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how Pretty we fight sweet. kaiju is we yeah, form yeah. bryce and jay breedlove uh and this All guy right. was a former firefighter and emt he saves lives he does not fuck around you yes. know when there's a shadow ninja setting fires bryce and jay breedlove is gonna destroy it <laughs> damn now bryce uh what book by some weird author i've never heard of did you read about the shadow man ninja <laughs> this actually reminds I've, I've me got... of dr eli scuttlebutt's book about the shadow man ninja it's like wait no way that's a real one I've, I've, you'd be I've surprised like shadow ninjas. 18 lucid dreamers could identify the shadow man's ninja's face without ever unmasking it <laughs> Oh, man, that shadow stuff is weird, man. It comes up time and time again. Uh, I, st- I, don't know I still think about Heather shit. Ann Campbell's story about that shadow entity behind her and her girlfriend's bedroom door, and then it walked out and pointed it at reached them. Reached out, yeah. Mm. And then oh, she was like, shit. And then she was like, I don't believe in ghosts. I was like, what the fuck? That's right. the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, yeah. uh,. Heather is one of the most rational brained human beings I've ever interacted with in my entire adult life. So like if she, she says something happened, I'm like, I that's hard to fight against. Like she's I can't so, imagine. Yeah. She's so rational, she made a lot of our listeners angry at her. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I that's I'm very curious about her on this. I'm like, that's not real. You, that's not real, Michael. Yeah, no, Why would that be not, real? That's stupid. Yeah. How yeah. could you be? Yeah, how, but how could you be mad at her? She's got like one of the best stories I've ever heard. Next to the Shadow Man Ninja. I mean, look, Shadow people. Who the fuck would know? I don't know. Was it? Was it? I want to know if it was like sneaking along the wall. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, like you know when he says like a ninja, so it's like, or was it like Spider Man crawling across the wall? I guess that oh. would be a Shadow Man Spider Man. Shadow the, the, the way I interpreted it was like more human behavior, like when you're trying yeah. to sneak up against a wall, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think if you're that right. that shit was walk crawling on the ceiling, that'd be another fucking story altogether. Oof. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, Riley, what do you got for us? Let's have a look here. All right, this is titled Cults and Harry Potter Equals High Strangeness. <laughs> I mean, the math checks out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bigfoot Collectors Club. Love, 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 love the podcast. More loves. I found y'all through Adela Levine. I have a story for y'all. This is uh, If y'all do the hick voice while reading this, just know I really do sound like that. LMAO. <laughs> I mean, don't... All right. All right. 
I grew up in a small town in Louisiana right outside of Alexandria called Tioga. Tioga. That's how you pronounce it. I think I'm going to go back into my own voice. I, grew up... <laughs> I was interested to see. Should I commit to, yeah, commit to the bit? Just no, no, no. Away. Fair enough. It's good. You go, you go with your gut. All right. I grew up Pentecostal, which is pretty much a cult. My parents are scared of everything, like the devil is in the corner waiting to get us at all times. I was a I mean... freshman in high school, 14 years old, when one night I was laying in my bed sleeping when I got woken up by my sheet squeezing me so tight that I couldn't move. And I started screaming, but no sound would come out. Mm. That's horrifying. Ah. I could also see scary faces on my bedroom walls all around me. After what felt like an eternity, the sheets finally let me go, and I popped out my bed so fast and ran into my parents' room, freaking out. My parents came into my room to pray over it, a.k.a. cast the devil out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Brought in a pillowcase full of snakes. (laughs) <laughs> when they walk in, they could see on my dresser that I'd previously checked out from the school library a Harry Potter book that day. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just got snaped. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, that was their answer, that I let the devil in my room through Harry Potter. I was scared for weeks and barely slept. I'll be 29 this summer, and all I can think of is that uh, all I can think is that if it, if that was Hogwarts trying to take me, I'm fucking pissed that they left me. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus slapped like, oh! slap that owl down, knocked that letter out of that owl's mouth. Dumbledore sitting there like, mm, lost another to Jesus. Jesus dropped, oh kicked that owl God. back to Hogwarts. <laughs> Jokes aside. That j- oh, yeah, you go, Bryce. What? I, oh, I, I can't see you guys. Say it. That just goes to prove the more you try and squeeze, you know, religion or Jesus into somebody, the more they become a BCC listener, you know. That is right. That is right. Uh, Jokes aside, since then, I've had a lot more crazy experiences like that. Because of these experiences, I left Christianity and really did some digging into a lot of things I was taught as a child. I'm thankful for these experiences. It allowed me to open my mind and free myself from the Pentecostal religion. So I believe everything happens for a reason. Lastly, just wanted to say, Michael, huge fan of yours since True Blood. Six or so exclamation points. So glad I found this podcast. Love y'all, Callie. Cool. Well, you really uh, did run from the church if you're like into vampires and all this stuff now. (laughs) Although a lot of people who who watch True Blood are uh, like, I know from back home are big church goers too. So y'all got to work it out. You just got to figure your own shit out. I'm sure. I'm sure you heard from them after a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you were so good in that role. Oh, Michael, I saw your show. Mm. Yes, you're one of them bad ministers. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, God. I love that. That's. I mean, the 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 not being able to scream. Is, the sheets the, of the, the bed tightening. It's like a fucking Rob Zombie music video yeah, or something. That's horrifying. Yeah. Man, hey, have you I, ever? Worried that like the sheets were just going to get yanked off your body really fast. That'd be the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a good trope for horror movies. That's a classic like Netflix horror series maneuver that happens to at least every yeah. character once. Because well, you, know, you like heard it from Bryson. Like even he like used the shields as like a protective force field. So there's a power there's of a, the there's bed. There's a power in the mm-hmm. bedspread. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the 
And like from childhood, like the danger that could potentially be under it, there's a weird power to being on it. Like right, right. You, get, you don't want to stand next to your bed because something's under it, but you don't mm. mind being on your bed. Right. So I remember being a kid when you're scared and you kind of run and like jump the last foot and a half <laughs> onto yeah. your oh, bed. Where, yeah, where you're like, oh, I'm not going to fucking walk. Like you just like you're you're like, I'm not scared. We, You know, like I know my dad just watched Unsolved Mysteries with his fucking nine year old kid till midnight and i'm like i'm not scared and i just like walk in he's like all right well shut the light off and go to bed like hit the light on the wall and like run and leap into bed yeah like sprint leap like full like high jump you build yourself a little springboard like one of those little gymnastic springboards off a trundle bed yeah (laughs) land in a fucking full, full toe point I was I was always way more scared of what was in the closet than what was under the bed. The closet mm. was really the thing cuz cuz just the idea of something like behind all the clothes, you know, yeah. like like you could go like this yeah, and see its face. I'll, although, yeah, but then re- the reverse of that was like I always wanted Narnia to show up back there, so I constantly was checking the back. Daytime closets are transports to Narnia. Nighttime they they bring portals monsters to hell. Yeah, so portals yes, to hell. Right. yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep your eyes on the clock if you're fucking around in the closet. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it hits six thirty p.m., guys, <laughs> let's sink our watches, oh, okay. boys. If we're going in the closet world. Let's sync our yeah. watches. Okay, uh, G- Gabrus and Riley, you might be too young for this, but uh, but but Bryce, we'll find out. Okay, what now? What's scarier? Uh, under the bed, closet, or sitting in front of your old TV and seeing the reflection of the room behind you when you're alone as a kid? Oh, yeah, when it's off. That's, <clears throat> that's on the old glass. Up. You know, like old cur- yep. like I would always think i'd see something moving back i mean i get chills thinking about it right now yeah, goosebumps. Yeah, that yeah. that i think was the thing that maybe scared me the most it was like something gonna show up there i don't know dude. dude i had a basement that was pretty like where the washer and dryer was that was like pretty dark and musty and moldy and and there was always that was a pretty fucking tough walk uh me and my brother uh and shared a room in our first house until i was like 13 so when we were like from what my age was like nine to 13 and his was like fucking, you know, six to 10. We shared this room in the attic. My dad finished half the attic <laughs> and closed it off with just like a plywood, you know, like the cheapest, lightest door from Home Depot that you would buy for like an indie wrestling match or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> like it just like pressed fucking wood dust. And it's like, uh, I put that in between and me and my brother would, we had a fucking like, hook lock on it like a latch because we were so scared but every (laughs) once in a while the air would like shuffle the door a little bit you know when a door can move even without ever even coming out of the lock oh yeah and at one time at night it that it was so scary and we had to sleep next to the attic there's something scary about it and it kind of started to remind you that you were sleeping in the attic and that made you kind of scary and shit but one night the door just went like like a little bit in the frame and moved and me and my brother my my brother who is to date still way in better shape and way faster than me not saying much uh but he <laughs> blasts down the stairs and he's three years younger than me and he's like run john and i panic because i'm so slow and i just leap 
down these stairs. That's your move. Like 11, yeah, it's my move. I'm absolutely terrified. I'm 11 years old. I'm like, I'm thinking the thing is whatever. And I don't know, the thing, the guy, the old witch, the murderer, the yeah. pedophile, all the whatever. The yeah. yeah, all the above rolled into one. Damn, Dragula. <laughs> like, I, like, I just like, I picture that hand going from my back and I just leap off and it's like, it's like 12 stairs. I like blow my ankle out. I have to take like three days off of school because I get like limping. Oh no. My dad's like, what the fuck is going Like, you know, that clearly woke him up was like his uh, kids leaping. Just the thud yeah. at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. The fuck is going up? Johnny. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck is going on in here, Johnny? You're like, maybe you should finish your construction projects, Dad. Yeah. Why is the attic half finished? <laughs> what do you mean we can't disturb the skeletons? <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't you wish you had a video of that? Yeah. Oh, oh that'd man. be great. Uh, it probably forget- looks like that baby dinosaur, you know? Little little Johnny Gabris. <laughs> For the record, even in like sixth grade, I was like 135 pounds. So <laughs> it was uh, never really a little chicken, always more of a fucking wild goose. <laughs> Christmas goose. Um, wait, actually, right. I th- wait, I thought about this before. You said cannabis and Bigfoot in the same sentence. And I yeah. thought, like, if, if you were drawing like a, one of those old Rebus puzzles, if you you put cannabis plus Bigfoot, you could have my like headshot right next to it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Weed Squatch. Weed Squatch. The mighty Weed Squatch. Yeah, the mighty Weed Squatch. Absolutely, dude. What an honor. Uh, I'm in all to... kinds of crypto. We've been, oh, looking... Okay, man. <laughs> We've been looking for you our whole lives. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to read more L Files. All right, I think it's my turn. Uh, I've got a letter here called Disney Stories. I'm going to pull it up. I got a little lost in my document. Okay, hey guys. Have not been a long-time listener. My girlfriend got me to listen to you guys and heard of the L-Files. As w- and, uh, well, my friends, uh, and new co-workers seem to enjoy my stories. Uh, I was working... As a graveyard park officer, and I think he's talking about uh, at Disneyland, uh, graveyard park officer. Oh, wow. So I would get uh, land and patrol and make sure that no one was sleeping, uh, etc. And being a very amateur paranormal investigator, I decided to bring some equipment and see if I could catch anything. I was with two other officers uh, at the Star Tours attraction, uh, one of my favorite rides. Where there is three levels. One level is basically a hallway that gets much smaller and smaller, like in Willy Wonka. And at the end of this hallway, there is the phrase, Helter Skelter. It's not carved in the wall, and I can't explain it, but the park has tried to remove it a few times, and it keeps coming through the paint. So the workers at the attraction just cover it with posters and boxes. What What the fuck? I love that there's like a travel to Naboo, and like behind that are the words... You know, Helter Skelter. <laughs> Piggies must die. Yeah, um, seriously, what the fuck? Uh, we it then is a small world after all. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> die, then... yuppie scum. Uh-huh. <laughs> we then decided to dare one another to touch the writing because we were all scared, and you could feel the energy change and temperature drop after we uncovered the writing. 
So I decided I would touch it. Another officer was right beside me, and I was one centimeter from making contact. Over my shoulder, in between me and the other officer, I heard what was one of the most scariest snarls slash growls. As I turned around in fear, the officer had left me alone and was not willing to re-enter the room. (laughs) That's fucked up. You hear like a, a... a, a dark beast growling at you at Disneyland. I had tried to convince him to go with me again, but his cultural background, which I won't mention, was preventing him from ever going back in that room. And prior <laughs> to this, on the phone, the, uh, on the phone, Spirit Box, one of those apps, uh, we asked if it liked him by name. We named him, and we heard a voice say yes. From there, he refuses to work at the area that area of the park, but I was able to convince him to join me at other locations where the paranormal thrives. I won't mention our names, but if you ever if you're ever interested in hearing more, I'll be an open book. I have stories for days. Oh, oh man. And also I like how many of your listeners are like, and please, I've got plenty more. Yeah. <laughs> and ask follow-ups. Allow me to dump these insane stories I've been stockpiling for my life on you guys. You'll say my name or not, depending on what I need. Perfect. Yeah, and it's like, uh, yes, send us more. Send us all Obviously, the stories you yes. have. The ghosts uh, of Disneyland? Like, yes, send us those stories. Uh, side note, uh, not where uh, oh where I go the paranormal follows apparently I was also the guy that Adela shot into space in an astral projection class at the Mystic Museum Remember you covered that. that story and I think it all has to do with having my third eye opened your loyal listener and I'm not going to wow. name the name Damn, because dude. they said no names um yeah Trippy. he uh, I remember this story he was like uh, taking a meditation class with the Dela and like they couldn't wake him up and when he woke up he was like I was in space dude like he, <laughs> so he like oh, but uh awesome. yeah Disneyland's got a lot of lot of stuff we did a whole episode on the Patreon a while back about all the ghosts and hauntings at Disneyland so check that out there's some wild stuff you know you don't want to think about it people have died at Disneyland <laughs> People you got it's like God, dude. you think it's like it's like a battery because of all those children's imaginings and and all that that good good child energy and I mean it's definitely like you know there's so much just energy and focus put yeah. on that point of you know and I'm sure that there's some like you know old Walt Disney Masonic you know like yeah. like mapping Gotta going be. on there where they're just Gotta like be. you know you know the tip of like Cinderella's castle is just like an uh, an astral vo- opens up an astral vortex you know what oh I mean? there's no doubt about there's no doubt there's about no it there's no doubt about it <laughs> one thing in this world we can be 100% certain of oh there is no doubt about that <laughs> not a single fucking doubt firm firm they're gonna, like Bryce is going to do an episode about all the secret ciphers and, and hidden messages in the walls of uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle. Yeah, uh, a lot dude. of people don't know he was a 33rd degree Mason, and uh, so you know Club that's 33. what that's what those Masons do at that level. They they <laughs> they build they build astral tunnels into castles. So. Dude, that shit has been built for long enough, and was like so powerful that God knows what is behind. And like Walt himself's got a weird checkered history, and got. The amount of people who probably died during the building of Disneyland that was absolutely <laughs> covered up is probably the truth. Wall them yeah. up. Just wall them up in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that in the Imagineering documentary on Disney+. Plus. 
Oh my uh, god. There is a basketball court inside the Matterhorn. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but, and it's uh, full of bodies. Yeah. God. Uh, and all the basketballs are severed heads. Uh, John, what do you got? What's your next story? Cursed friend? Question mark. Hey, BCC boys and guest. That person put it in themselves. The Love the Podcast. I'm a Canadian writer who loves sci-fi, and I'm currently writing a book about paranormal stuff in Japan. The good humoredness and light tone of the show are a big inspiration for my latest book. So here's the sitch. The year is 2010, maybe early 2011. I was a 16-year-old nerd who was somehow lucky enough to rub elbows with a cute girl from the only other high school in my hometown. She was, and is, very sweet, But strangely, every time I saw her, I had a hard time recognizing her. One day I invited over to my house to watch a rented copy of the movie Insidious about (laughs) demons and ghost hauntings and whatnot. Romantic. (laughs) Deals about the clothes. This girl and I had only gone on on a date or two, so I was focusing more on nervous hand-holding than the movie itself. In the middle of the movie, she suddenly turns to me with a sideways smile and asks, You don't believe in this stuff, do you? I, trying to be tough, scoffed and said something like, Of course not. It's all BS. Normally I'm not like this, so cut me some slack. Anyways, that date went well, but we eventually split up after a few more dates. It wasn't until months later that a mutual friend of ours asked me about what it was like dating her. I asked why, and they said the girl was a medium who could see ghosts, and her mother could even talk to them. Needless to say, I felt like a douchebag for laughing at ghosts to the girl's face. Oh, no. (laughs) What's more, our mutual friend said, is the girl I dated could see ghosts following some of my friends at times. Excuse me. Hovering behind our shoulders. Specifically, one of my friends who suffered from some familial and sexual identity problems at the time always had a ghost ho- hovering over him. The only time it stopped following was when he was went into his house. It would simply wait for him to leave the house again. Now, we'd all been at his house for occasional parties, but what the girl I dated may not have known was that my friend's father was a pastor. Hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, if I ever so saw the, the girl... get in there. I was afraid. It was a house of religion. He had it blessed. If I ever saw the girl again by chance in town, it always took me strangely long to recognize her face, something I have no problem with other people. It's almost 10 years since I've seen her, but I always regret not asking her more about the ghosts when we get close enough to talk about it. As for my friend with the ghost, he's doing much better and has come fully into who he is. Hopefully the ghost has moved on. Oh, good. I'm glad I had a happy ending. Yeah, that's awesome. Don't forget to look over your own shoulder. Matt Wardell. P.S. If I finish this paranormal book about Japan, I'd love to send you all my copies. My first book Please. is a free sci-fi. I mean, am I giving this guy his plug for free here? I guess. <laughs> sure, why this is a Patreon, right? Hey, yeah, on. my come yeah on. my first my first book is a free sci-fi short story collection called Monolith at a link mattwardellwrites.wordpress.com. <laughs> There's an audio book on YouTube for free. Thanks, fellas. Well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> awesome. Write in and plug your books. Um, yeah, glad the friends. For the doing Patreon, okay. if they're if they're coughing up the cash yeah. monthly, they can throw. A well, plug in this there. is the, the yeah. videos yeah. on the Patreon, and then the listeners at home. You know what? Oh well, then yeah. delete. No, I'm just kidding. Matt, you're fine. <laughs> All right, I. Uh, you know what? I just finished reading your stories, and I liked them. And but now I'll never tell anyone. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> well, what's up? First of all, recurring theme of things like. Creeping over your shoulders tonight. Mm-hmm. 
just Check realizing. Your webcam, like, it's like, this is uh, dude, yeah. I was about to say that before when you said the reflection in the TV. Being on mm-hmm. Zoom all the time for work has, like, activated that again. Like, my dog will push the door open, who I can't see in my own frame. I just see the door open and then it's, like, <laughs> oh, it's just panic inducing, you know, or like my yeah. wife will come in to grab something and know I'm in the me- middle of a meeting or something. So won't, won't, won't say anything. But when she comes in, it's still absolutely startling. Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of a reverse mirror image. It's like such a weird way to like experience something. Woo. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Yeah, I don't like spooky it. Stuff. Yeah. It's spooky stuff, man. Just need to like zoom in like a little fort, like a pillow right, fort yeah. that you build for yourself. Well, that's even blankets. scarier because then you uh, shut the camera down. There's just 25 people waiting outside the pillow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, all grouped around you. There you are. <laughs> that ghost waiting for you at your door is yeah. a gnarly image. Yeah, that's creepy. That's yeah. not I do nice. Not like that. Yeah. I don't like that. And also, like, I like that he was. More heartbroken about not asking the girl more about ghosts than he was like blowing it with her. You know what I mean? Like, because clearly, like, clearly, I feel like his brushing off these ghosts is what led to them breaking up, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in my mm-hmm. mind. That's how I'm writing the story. Yeah, you, know? he's gonna, like, you never tell know if you're dating someday. a medium. You got to be open minded. Be open minded, everybody. Yes. yes. You got any regrets, Dad? Well, yeah, one. There was this one girl, the one who got away. Oh, were you in love with her? No, but she was a medium, and I feel like I missed out on a good opportunity for cool ghost stories. So take that advice with what you will, son. Uh, thanks, Dad. All right, I'll go have fun uh, at prom. Bye. Hey, uh, quick question, son. Do you recognize girls' faces that you've dated? Because something it's like Teen Wolf. He's like, uh, yeah. there's something I need to tell you, son. You're going to not recognize girls' faces, and it's going to be... There's going to be one girl you date whose face you'll never be able to recognize. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't think um, I've ever talked about this, but do you guys know that I have facial dysphagia? Like, I have a really hard time recognizing people's faces. No. No my, way, really? Yeah, my mom has it, too. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, embarrassing. It's bad. Like, people that I know, I will see, and if I don't have the context clues, like... I'll be like, I think I know that person. And it just makes me come off like a huge dick. Wow. But yeah, that's that's like a weird, it's a really weird thing. So I've like, I've gotten really good at recognizing people's voices and also the way that people kind of walk and move and carry themselves. Like, So when you see somebody doing this, you yeah, know it's Bryce. I know it's you. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I know a few people who's, uh, who have this, too, and they say, like, this last year of a lot of Zooms with your names uh, constantly on and, like, like that is, has been very helpful for them. Like, you huh. know, like, it's like a nice treat to see. see like, face some, and name. <laughs> like, yeah. Some yeah. of us have our name on our yeah. Zoom. Some of us don't. Yeah. I do. Well, like, you know, <laughs> we can't pay for oh. two Zoom accounts, you know, and I need to go past 40 minutes. So I'm the type of guy. Don, Don would always get mad at me because I'm the type of guy that's if I see somebody, I have to attempt the name. I'm like, and she's just like, just say hi. I'm like, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm like. Brady, what's up, man? Bri- it's it's Brian. Oh, it's Bryson, right. you idiot. Damn. Bryson J. Breedlove. Well, it's good to see you, man. How She's like, like why forget my name? Bryson J. Breedlove. <laughs> and I have your family. She's like, why can't you just say hi? Why can't you do it? I'm like, I got because I got attempted. Honestly, that's more noble than what I will often do, which is just like, hey. 
Hey, man, what's up? Cool dude. That's all cool. I do. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> oh, what? shit. I'm, I'm all the way on the other end of the spectrum than both of you guys. Uh, I mean, in this interaction specifically. You just walk up to people and French kiss them? No, I walk, <laughs> I, I walk up to people and I'm like, Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, Bryce, right? It's me, Gavers. What's going on? You're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I know who you are. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, hi, I'm John Gavers. Nice to meet you. Like, I'm introducing myself to people. Who are, like, my wife and I frequently, and this offends people, which I don't think it should. People are like, we've met before. And it's yeah. like, yeah. okay, cool. H- how do you feel now that you've said that? do you feel like you do you feel like things are better or in more comfortable between the two of us this is going great now (laughs) is your intended result this because I'm going to stop talking to you every time I interact with you going forward I I was trying to do you a favor by giving you my name so you didn't have to be like Michael McMillan who's so terrified of social re- interactions that the first time he meets someone he doesn't listen when they tell them their name he has to hear it five fucking times right. <laughs> hi hi yes hi just dropping your drink appetizers and everything <laughs> oh, sorry oh, hello hey, Mike oh, yes oh, Michael <laughs> yeah relatable relatable oh boy yeah. um, well that was a great story uh, Anyways, okay yeah. uh, who's next I believe I have a uh, uh, Bryce being next. Okay. Yeah. Go Let's for jump it. right in. Here we go. Hi, BCC and guests. First of all, I just want to say how much I love the show. Each of you is pretty amazing and bring each of your own gifts to the table. You are a cohesive group of like-minded individuals, which is extremely refreshing in a world that struggles to fit together. Wow. I've always been in... That's, That's nice. nice. Yeah. That's Descri- nice. You really... You described our, like, you know... Um, our, our our robot formation, very giant robot formation. Yeah, not bad at all. I've always been in some sort of touch with the other side and have been told by others that I'm an empath. When I say always, I mean since birth. One day, when I was in my late 20s, I was hanging out with my cousin Margie and my mom. Margie was saying how her brother Johnny thought I didn't like him very much and she wanted to know why. And I said, I remember one night, I think I was about five or six, I remember I was playing in my room and my mom called me to the living room to pick up my toys. When I went to the living room, I saw two grown-ups that I think were your parents. You and Johnny were with them and your parents said that you were going to hang out with me for a few years. I was super excited. For a few hours. For a few, uh, for a few hours. Thank you. (laughs) A few years. I was like, that took a weird turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back Uh, to bed. Good night. I was super excited. I picked up my toys and asked what you guys wanted to do. Johnny said he wanted to play hide and seek. I said yes. No. I remember that everywhere I hid that you guys could find me. I decided to hide in my closet. While I was hiding, I remember I was getting nervous, which made me have to go to the bathroom. So I started to open the door, and the door was pushed closed hard. And I heard Johnny say, ha, I found you. And the closet door locked. Now, it should be said that the home we lived in was built in 1940 and had the type of closet doors that actually opened and closed complete with clear crystal doorknobs. I love those doorknobs. My closed door had a lock on it where the keyholes were painted over. My parents were renting this house and did not have any keys to the closets. I started pounding on the door telling him to let me out. I started having a full-on panic attack because I had to pee. I remember my mom saying to stay calm. I said Johnny locked me in there. 
I don't really remember what my mom said, but she was set seeming frantic and frustrated. And then I finally heard her praying, and the door clicked open. Flash forward to me back again into my mom's living room. I said that I was still mad at Johnny about this because he scared me so bad. I literally peed my pants. I asked my mom if she remembered this. Her and her cousin exchanged glances. My cousin said she didn't remember this at all. And my mom responded with something that totally blew my mind. She said that how she remembered it is that I was playing with my imaginary friends, which I did often, and that at one point she heard me screaming and pounding from the closet, <clears throat> that she tried to open the door and she told me to stop holding the knob. And I told her that it was locked, to which she said, that's impossible. And then she kept trying to open the door. And then I told her Johnny did it. And she was like, what the heck? And then she said it got really cold in the room. And she started praying until the door unlocked. Ooh, getting some goosebumps here. When I went back to think of that night after hearing what my mom said, I realized that what she filled in was all the blanks. Because when the people who I thought were my aunt and uncle talked to me, they did it without moving their mouths. Jesus. And that's when they left. They just sort of were there one minute and gone the next. Plus, after I was released from the closet, I didn't see my cousins anywhere. And when I asked where they went, my mom just said, Oh, honey. So my question to you is, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Sorry, this was so long. Thanks for adding this to your collection and allowing weirdos like me to share our experiences. Sending love and positivity to each of you. Wendy, P.S. You guys should make a BCC comic book. The BCC Adventures, where you guys where you guys take well-known accounts of high strangeness, and with your super sleuth skills, you seek out the truth. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Thank yeah. you so much for that incredible letter and uh, and haunting. And as always, the L file. Any ideas pitched in the L files become property of Collectors <laughs> Club. And you are and John Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. Co-executive producer. Yeah. That was crazy. That's creepy, man. Dude, yeah. oh, that's a fucked up story. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I don't, know, a, yeah, I don't played, like that. You, you played hide and seek with ghosts. Well, I don't know. It's creepy. Uh, I don't like that at no, all. No, yeah. there's yeah. nothing no. good about that story. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, again deba- I mean, we could do a whole new like versus bracket, like. Attic versus basement, closet versus under the bed, you know, Dude. like pantry versus mm, dumb waiter. Like, you know, what are the scariest, you know, parts of the house? And I think the answer is all of them. Yeah. The whole house <laughs> is just scary. Oh like, like, is there a, as a kid, is there a place in the house that doesn't scare you? I, I'm not sure there no. is. And as you get older, you realize, oh, it's just like your house doesn't scare you as much as the world does. (laughs) (laughs) House is the only place I want to be. As as your viewpoint grows bigger and bigger, just more and more stuff starts to scare you. That's honestly a great point. The house becomes the top of the bed and the outside world and everything. Yes, exactly. Run the last few steps into your house. Yes. That's... Now when you see uh, Gabrus coming home from running errands, he just throws himself in the front door. (laughs) Right past that ghost, just waiting for you on the stoop, and just in you go. Just whip my bag of Topo Chico's against the wall of my fucking house, smashing glass everywhere. Oh, well, all right. We got time for a couple more. Uh, Riley, why don't you read us the title of this next one? Because I think this is going to bother everybody. Okay, here we go. 
My brain surgeon poked my pineal gland. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. I love you all so much. Let me preface this story by saying I had a stroke at 31. I'm now 34. I had to have part of my cerebellum removed, so my brain does not work like it used to. Wow, what a trip. I think that the surgeon might have poked my pineal gland during the surgery, and here's why. My dreams and reality are combined, and sometimes I cannot tell which is which. Whoa. That's that's wild. I never previously had sleep paralysis of any kind. I know most people see demons or scary things, but I don't. I end up trapped somewhere, and I have to escape by doing some sort of task. One dream required me to purchase a specific item to get out of the mall. Oh, no. Hell no. Yeah, that's a nightmare. (laughs) Seek the hot topic. Capitalism, man, it fucking invades nightmares now. You have to find the one Funko Pop that looks like you out of a wall of Funko Pops at Hot Topic. It's all booster dolls. (laughs) Um, I could not wake up until I got out. My dream last night required me to type certain things into a computer program before a Godzilla attacked the cities. Whoa. These dreams aren't scary, but they are extremely frustrating because I know I'm asleep and need to wake up. Like other people with sleep paralysis, I can't move. I know this weird stuff is related to my brain surgery because it never happened before. I wake up sometimes thinking I'm holding things from the dream or thinking that my dreams were real. I have to ask my brother or sisters if they peeled a bunch of onions or something because my brain is convinced my dream was real. Mm. Thanks for being so cool. Elena in Kentucky. <laughs> wow. <What>? Whoa. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm sorry. That sounds so stressful to go yeah, through. That's a lot the to whole go through. Yeah. stroke and surgery at such a young age, too. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious if this listener experiences any of this stuff while waking, you know, like being awake or if it's just not being able to recognize that you're in a dream when you're in a dream. You know what I mean? Mm. But the Good question. The task thing is wild. Like I've never heard of that before. Like yeah, that's having cool. to like I gotta I gotta. I mean, co- I'm, sounds awful. I'm sorry, but no, it's very surreal. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. I mean, it would make like great like typing in a code before a Godzilla attacks the city is like that's like a that's a really great tense scene in a surreal action movie. Wait, I, sorry, know? this is now my movie idea, and as <laughs> as you know, the us. L files, uh, anything mm-hmm. you send in is binding that it belongs to us. Okay, it's a, <laughs> you read the fine print on the Patreon. That's where it is. It's, right it's there, like right it's there. like really you clicked accept. it's like really poorly executed though. Gabrus is like in his movie. All right, I, so I gotta get put to sleep. That's the only way I'm gonna get the code to stop this lizard from attacking the city. <laughs> Quick, get me a warm blanket and a glass of milk. This movie's kind of long. John goes to sleep to have a lizard attack the city, and then it's our listener's job to prevent his to attack him. from happening. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. You're the dream Godzilla. All right. Man, I got one. Brain, oh, though, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. I, just, just, I mean, the brain is like such a weird black box, right? And it's so interesting, like when people have these like, you know, exceptional experiences where they have to have like a part removed or something or yeah, like, address a tumor and it's. Learn a language or change a. Right. After after one of my uh, dad's uh, first rounds of brain surgery, um, he became like uh, activated, like it activated all these like weird OCD compulsive and like obsessive behaviors that he had never 
demonstrated wow. before and he was like at this point like 56 oh or 57 and wow. after this surgery and that's like a minor version of the shit you hear about and read about and stuff like that but like to me knowing that and then you hear like it makes me it believes like that like someone with a screwdriver in their head speaks german out of nowhere or something <laughs> right. like that like i yeah. i know that that was uh, maybe a little <laughs> glib but you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. but i think you i've heard stories and maybe they're not true but of like you know people having severe head trauma and then like being able to speak a different language or like yeah it's called it's like called acquired weird... savant it's called acquired savant yeah. syndrome and uh it's that guy that hit a... his head in the pool and was a concert pianist like that's overnight. right yeah that's exactly right yeah, yeah. It's wild right. stuff. Just, yeah. I don't know. Just keep it all in my skull, please, I guess. You know, we've talked Ideally, we've talked yeah. about this before <laughs> where, you know, people who have sort of mystical experiences or even indigenous peoples on their ayahuasca journeys, they describe this other world as, and we've talked about it before, more real than the world I inhabit, you know? So there seems to be this regulator guide and whether it comes from the pineal or somewhere in the prefrontal cortex, it's like, I think she might be onto something, but it sounds to me like she's, she's like caught in between those worlds where the dream world Mm -hmm. is just as real. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the touches as, as the waking world. And that it's, it sounds like just a nightmare, but you know, look, maybe it could be a, a gift at some point and if you if you just sort of work through the trauma of it maybe there might be something good that can come out of it or at least certain experiences that you could that you could get from it um maybe you can like take control and i mean maybe there's an opportunity for them to be like a really good lucid dreamer or something yeah who knows yeah Kind of yeah, a shamanic that, power, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I say I, 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 the empathetic side of me says I feel awful that you have to deal with this. The psychonautic part of me says like, um, I wish you would study yourself or someone would study what's going on. Like that's yeah. cool. Like I'm intrigued. I don't want to sound like the freak scientist who's like. Ah, your pain actually intrigues me. (laughs) Well, it is sort of the case. You know, in that in that same book on lucid dreaming, they ran experiments where people would become lucid and then they would meditate. So they would meditate inside of a dream and get to, and so it's almost like going and get the biggest hard on they've ever achieved. No, so it's it's like a golden. It's like exploring (laughs) the interior world of yourself that's inside the dream. So you could actually actually peel back another layer uh which is just insane so i mean that sounds awesome yeah I love isn't that that's a trip crazy yeah let's yeah, go for very it very cool yeah well I'll i can up. barely meditate in real life i can't wait to try it in my dreams like hey katie perry's over here saying you're supposed to titty fuck her now and it's like hold on i gotta meditate mantra, in my mantra, dream mantra. <laughs> yeah. All right, last story of the night. This is, uh, I think you guys are going to like this. Have your Google ready, everybody, okay? Uh, Local conspiracy theory, the Barksdale bubble. Hello, Michael, Bryce, Riley, and insert fantastic guest, John Gabris. It occurred to me that you guys might like to hear about a local military conspiracy theory in my area. I live in Shreveport, Louisiana. Across the river is the twin city of uh, Bosher, the home of the Barksdale Air Force Base. Now, if you're listening to this, 
Type in Barksdale Bubble and Google search some images for these radar images that we're going to talk about. Uh, unless you're driving a car, you're just going to have to wait. When we have severe storms in the Shreveport Bosher uh, area, the worst of the weather tends to weaken and move away from the area around the base. There are radar images literally showing weather systems with a clear hole around the Shreveport Bosher area. This has become known as the Barksdale Bubble. The theory is that the base has some sort of technology that manipulates the weather. I'm including screenshots of some of the strange radar images in Google searches. You will notice in the results that the bubble is famous enough to have a beer named for it at a local brewery. It also has its own Facebook page. <laughs> while the while the bubble seems to... <laughs> I feel like this bubble has achieved more than I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has its own podcast. podcast. <laughs> and, and it's got a uh, development deal with 20th Century Fox. Uh, while the bubble seems to spare us the worst of thunderstorms, tornadoes, and inland hurricanes or tropical storms, there is debate on whether or not it works with winter weather. We very rarely get snow or ice in the Deep South, but just two weeks ago we were slammed with the winter storm that hit a large part of the country. We all remember that. Maybe they turn off the bubble and let it happen to throw us off the trail? Hmm, emoji. Anyway, I would be interested to hear your take on this. We're expecting severe storms in the area tonight, and already it seems to be shifting north. Let's hope they turned the bubble back on. Thanks, guys. Tori. This stuff is cool. If you look at the images, you yeah, it really looks like a, a donut. Mm-hmm. Now, I did a little bit more digging this afternoon into this. There's um, obviously all sorts of people think that, like, the base has a protective weather bubble, so, like... I think there used to be, like, nuclear arms there, so they're like, we can't let anything, no lightning or anything can hit this. This is like, that that's, that they've got some sort of technology to protect what's at, in the base, right? But then there's another uh, theory that somebody who worked at the base was like, oh, no, 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 it's not that. It's, uh, there's just a shit ton of concrete. And that the places where there's a shit ton of concrete, it will actually, and I don't know why, I'll have to look into this, but it'll push storms north or south of it if there's that much concentrated concrete, apparently. Mm. And then if you look at other, he goes, if you look at other uh, radars over other bases or cities with like, a, or uh, he said NASCAR racetracks, you'll see this phenomenon happen where where weather just moves around these areas where there's like giant deposits of concrete. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't know what the science is behind that, but it is, it is interesting. Maybe it makes for heat great... or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Pr- yeah. Pressure zones yeah. or something like that. I just, but, uh, I just want shit like ton to be an actual unit of measurement. We have 7,500 shit tons here on the property. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people say it has been known to affect the weather. <laughs> shit tons one of my favorite uh mine too i love it yeah yeah um, but i think the barksdale <laughs> bubble that's cool i if you guys have any uh if you're listening if you have any local weird stories like the Taos hum you know that mm-hmm. weird sound that nobody can figure out like send we want to hear about that stuff for sure like give us your weird local the smaller legends. the town the smaller the local the more i want to hear it because so many people are like Hey, we all had that blank kind of similar story right. about the town over, and I love to hear this that, is... like the birth of those legends and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, like this that. is why I love small town monster stories. It's like the little Hell, local yeah. monsters are. Oh all, yeah, no worries, guys. Favorite. That was a lot of fun. Um, John Gabris, thank you so much for joining us again uh, here on Bigfoot Collectors Club. 
Uh, where can people find you? Where can the I'm... weed squatch be found? The weed squatch can be found in the PNW, man. <laughs> the woods, man. Just follow the smell yeah, of the man. fucking cheaper, man. Uh, I, I'm at Gabrus on all social media, and you can listen to my podcast, High and Mighty. If you're uh, a fan of Bigfoot Collectors Club, which I'm assuming you're doing because you're listening to the plugs part of their podcast, you can yep. check them out on my podcast, High and Mighty. Maybe that'll be a good way in for you for the kind of show I do, which is similar to theirs, but about different topics. That was a very uh, fun episode. Great. But uh, I had a blast talking to you guys about it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same. Uh, and follow us at Bigfoot Collectors Club. On Instagram, uh, Bigfoot Pod. On Twitter, I'm at McMills on Instagram. Please follow me over there. Bryce, what do you want to plug for the folks? Oh, yeah, you follow me on social. On, on Instagram, I'm at Mr. Bryce Johnson. And on Twitter, at Bryce O. Johnson. Meet me there. Love to talk to you. And don't forget to pick up this uh, game that Bryce has invented. Yes, you I've guys. invented a new mm-hmm. party game. Uh, draw a dirty picture. Have your friends cover it up. Get judged. Win. Uh, it's called Dirty Picture Cover Up or DPCU for short, just go to our website, thedpcugame.com, and pick up yours today. It's a blast. And there's links links in the show notes. Great game. Uh, and over to you, my friend Riley. I'm uh, Peace Drone at Instagram. That's where I'm on the internet. And, I mean, if you're listening to this this far and you're not watching it, you could be a member of our Patreon, and you would have seen this whole thing. There's all these funny little reactions and interactions, so... Uh, we're doing more video stuff over there. We have a huge back catalog. Um, I really think if you've gotten here and you're not watching this, you should just just give it a shot. Five bucks a month. Join the Patreon. We're putting out really fun content all the time. So patreon.com parallel... slash Bigfoot yeah. Collectors Club. It's the parallel dimension to the Bigfoot Collectors Club universe. That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we but... are going to say goodnight to John Gabris and the rest of you. Uh, thanks again, John. Until next time, Good night. Good night. And And go get regressed. That's right. Nice. All right. Beautiful. Thank Thank you you so much, John. All right. What a show. What a a guest in John Gabris. What a great guy. Uh, And speaking of great guys, great people, great listeners, uh, it's time for Patreon shoutouts, these are all of our most recent patrons or Patreons, as Bryce likes to call them. Yeah, uh, guys, we're gonna thank you one by one. Here we go, Andre C. Thank you, Tommy Riley. Thank you, Zachary Jenkins. Thank you, Stephen Meyer Jr. Thanks, Stephen. Bunny Tree Evil Eye sneaking in and out. We see you, Evil Eye. Ah, uh, <laughs> thank you. Kenneth Milan. Thanks, Kenneth. Tanya Kellen. Thank you. Jared Nielsen. Thank you. Janelle Jillian. Thank you. Audition Olivson. Thank you. Corey. Thank you. Evan Rosario. Thanks, Evan. Captain EO. Thanks, Captain. Doug S. Thank you. Sarah Sarah Viars. Thank you, Sarah. Wendy McClure. Thanks, Wendy. Austin Nelson. <laughs> Hey, I know him. Thank you. Yeah. Eastal Nenatel. Sorry, Thanks. my dog is distracting me. Violet. We're doing shit. Austin's a great guy. Talented photographer. Great dude. Violet. We're trying to do I some I can tell you more out. about Austin Nelson. He's <laughs> oh, been a li- he listens to the show. I am so excited he's now joined the Patreon. The listeners Just, uh, love it when Violet starts barking. Uh, yeah. It's all Nenatel. Thank you. Creesar. 
Oh boy. C H R I C E S A R. Chrysesser. Chrysesser? Yeah. Oh boy. I'll say it all the ways so we get it right. <laughs> all the ways wrong, too. Yep. Thank you. Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Ken. Thank you. Ryan Langford. Thank you. Tobias Funke. What? Thank you. Never nude. Robin Punk. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Graham McDonald. Thank you. Eric S. Bailey. Thank you. Keith Riley Whittingham. Thank you. Lori Keith. Thanks, Lori. Megan Perkins, MSW. Thank you, Megan. Nicholas Troush. Thank you. Jess. Thanks, Jess. Emma Toma. Thank you. Dylan Todd. Thank you. Linus So. Thank you. Nicola Wuwat. Thank you. Mindy Dozier. Thanks, Mindy. Emily Roberts. Thank you. Michael Potovin. Thank you. LJ. Thank you. Melinda Ontiveros. Thank you. Dustin Jernigan. Thank you. Shake Me Chiquito. Thank you. <laughs> Judy Hatch. Thank you. Javier Trujillo. Thank you. Ziggy Slade. Thank you. Shannon Grenaud. Thanks, Shannon. Nikki Nanthavong. Thank you. Allison Ruiz. Thank you. Zach Hall. Thank you. Jane Ann Atiana. Thank you. Willow T. Thank you. Wana Coolin. Bryce, you. it's time for you to say thank you. <laughs> oh, is it really? Oh, I was just, uh, thank you. I was thinking, Zach Hall, that's cameraman from Expedition Big. That's what Thanks, I was Zach. thinking, too. I was like, yeah. isn't that Zach? Yeah, Zach, you joined the Patreon. That what a boy, guy. Zach. Way to get in there. favorite guest. Sorry, who was nice. that last one I paused on? It was, I believe, Juana Coolin. Sorry. Thank you, Juana. Jason Joel Beltran. Thank you. Sleep Lauren. Thank you. Trish Gust. Thanks, Trish. Kevin Calvert. Thank you, Kevin. Christopher Galliano. Thank you. Katie Quilgan. Thank you. Quilligan. Sorry. Thank you. I need my reading glasses. And then another Katie upgraded their pledge to $10 a month. What? We all say thank you. you. Mike Caballes. Thank you. Benjamin K. Wagner. Thank you. Jude Temple. Thank you. Diana Casey or Deanna Casey? I think it's Deanna Casey. I hope I'm right. Thank you either way. Thomas Riley. Thanks, Thomas. This is the third time Riley's come up in these thank yous, by the way, which is strange. These are my my kinfolk. Yeah, you're calling all Riley's. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fanny Carp. Thank you. Jathan T. Thank you. Jeff McGraw. Thank you. John Condon. Thank you. Sarah Hartshorn. Thanks, Sarah. Ian Davies. Thank you. Ed Porter. Thanks, Ed. Rose Wood. Thank you. Joseph Baruch. Thank you. Kyle Pollock. Thank you. Miranda Rosequist. Thanks, Miranda. MTR. Thanks, MT. Pete Allison. Thanks, Pete. Mark Stocky. Thank you. Daniel De Los Palos. Thank you. Casey Walker. Thank you. Keith, or maybe it's Casey Walker. Thank you, Casey. And finally, a Patreon by the name of Honey. Thank you, Honey. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for joining wow, the other seriously. side. Uh, tell your friends and other listeners what you love about it Woo. and why they should join. Uh, three to five bonus episodes every month, $5. 
patreon.com slash bigfoot collectors club we are having a party over there thank you thank you thank you we hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it for you all right everybody we're gonna say it one more time until next time good night and go get regressed Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.